Hi, I'm Mark Iskowitz, Editor-at-Large for MMM, and welcome to the MMM Podcast. I hope everybody's staying well and safe during this difficult time. My guest today is Dr. Rosemary Leslie, Family Medicine Chief Resident at the University of Minnesota Medical School and 2020 inductee into the MMM Peer Week Health Influencer 50 list. Dr. Leslie was named the year's most impactful content creator on TikTok. She speaks not just to a general audience on that platform, but to a professional audience of HCPs as well. We'll discuss how her influence has resonated with the TikTok audience during this tumultuous year, her approach to creating content, and get her take on some of the year's biggest healthcare trends and her plans for evolving the channel. But first, some housekeeping items, as we usually do on this podcast. The MMM Holiday Contest is now uh, open for business. Uh, Voting actually opens on Monday the 14th, excuse me, with the winner announced at the end of the week. the uh, MMM 40 Under 40 contest is also out there, and submissions um, are due for that one December 30th. Um, another program of ours, the Hall of Femme, um, is also uh, also just launched, and submissions for that program are due January 13th. And last but certainly not least, our Best Places to Work uh, article just came out uh, this week, um, so you can read all about that on our site. Um, as well as all the other um, content and uh, events that I mentioned, mmm-online.com. Okay, now back to our interview with special guest, Dr. Rosemary Leslie. Uh, Dr. Leslie, first of all, how are you doing? I am doing well, thanks. Keeping very busy. I can imagine. And you're actually on your lunch break now. So I uh, uh, really appreciate you taking the time uh, out of your busy schedule to do this. Happy to. So um, you uh, are a chief family medicine resident uh, at the University of Minnesota Medical School, for anybody that might not be aware. Uh, talk about how, how you got into this, kind of you know, using uh, TikTok as a platform. I started using TikTok as a platform about a year and a half ago, and I have a background in health education, which is something I did for many years <clears throat> prior to going to medical school. And I ended up just randomly one day downloading this app. Uh, having heard about it from, you know, family and friends and decided to on a whim post a couple of health education topics. And it really took off from there. And um, did did you experiment with any other platforms and before you kind of arrived at TikTok? I hadn't done a whole lot of health education work on other platforms. I use Twitter for communication and uh, reaching out to other physicians and healthcare professionals, as well as for some advocacy work. But I hadn't done a whole lot of health education specifically. When I got onto TikTok, I realized just how much of the demographic, the audience there, a lot of teens and people who once they found out that I was a doctor just had tons of questions for me. So I thought it was a really good space, especially having um, worked in adolescent health education in the past, for me to use some of that knowledge and give some information to teenagers about health and well-being. Sure. The platform certainly skews uh, demographically young. Do you also see a lot of young people coming into your clinic, into your family clinic uh, at the university with COVID these days? I do see quite a few people who come in needing testing for COVID-19. I've tested a few patients uh, who in clinic who have ended up having covid And we also take care of patients at the hospital on our family medicine service uh, who have COVID and on labor and delivery with the family medicine doctors who deliver babies. And so 
TikTok named you its most impactful content creator this year. Your videos have millions of views. You've got 847,700 followers as of uh, last count. What are you most proud of? I think I'm most proud of helping start a conversation with people who don't quite know how to talk about health, who may have a lot of questions about things happening in the news, or maybe they're thinking something different than their parents and they want to explore what their own thoughts are. Um, I really want people to be engaged in conversations about health, about um, advocacy and social justice topics that relate to health and health care. And so I think that I'm, I'm really proud of being able to help start those conversations with people. And, you know, you do a great job of straddling both the, the consumer audience and the medical audience as well. Um, you know, I noticed some of your videos kind of call out things that the medical community, community in your opinion needs to do a better job of or could do a better job of in the educational area. You know, talk, talk about that kind of dual um, audience focus. I think it's easy to uh, really divide the type of content that you can create on on social media platforms. Um, people, I think, oftentimes fall into either making content for physicians or making content for the general public, and and it's difficult to do both. But I think it's definitely possible to be able to do both. And oftentimes things that really resonate with a lot of patients, for example, patients talking about how they've felt judged because of their body shape or size uh, when they go to the doctor's office, you know, that's something that happens with a lot of a lot of people, a lot of patients. And then they, um, you know, want to somehow figure out a way for, for somebody to tell the medical community about it. And so there's an opportunity to start a, a larger conversation about that problem that happens in medicine, I think, quite, quite frequently um, on a broader scale and bring both healthcare professionals and the general public to the conversation. And, uh, you know, the, the industry, the, the pharmaceutical industry, um, is always kind of on the lookout for influencers um, who have um, appeal amongst both of those audiences. And I, I, I can say that you've gotten, you know, their attention and kind of shown the relevancy of this channel for, for both audiences. Um, you know, how, how do you feel about the moniker, the TikTok doc? It's interesting because I think there are a lot of people who have been called the TikTok doc. And there's even uh, uh, somebody who has the handle, the TikTok. And so, um, I, you know, I think there, there are a lot of doctors on TikTok who uh, do really great work. And it's a, it's a fun and easy nickname, I think, to use. And a lot of us uh, have been called that before. But I, I appreciate being one of the physicians and especially as a resident physician, I appreciate being one of the physicians on TikTok that I think TikTok looks to specifically for evidence-based health information and providing important health content. When you put yourself out there, um, as, as you have, uh, inevitably, you're going to have some detractors, some people who don't appreciate, you know, what, what you're doing. Um, you know, how, how do you deal with that? You know, that kind of, um, you know, pe people that have called you, you know, a fake doctor, you know, because you're using this medium, this, this genre, you know, how, how do you approach those, those folks? You know, I think a lot of times people say not nice things, which happens all the time. Anytime you're, you have a presence online or on social media, pe people will use that as an opportunity to um, be 
you know, even rude sometimes in the comments or say negative things about you. And I think the thing that has been the most difficult is when I use when I use evidence based information, I use science, and then that somehow science triggers a really defensive response in somebody to the point that they would get angry and write angry things. Um, I think that has been the most difficult thing. I hope and uh, want to help people in the United States learn more about science, about the scientific process, about how to trust sources on the internet and how to look at and learn which sources and which content are um, based in science and are from reputable places. And I think a lot of people don't know how to do that. They have a really hard time looking through tricky and difficult information online and understanding, you know, what is um, fact versus what is something that is based, not based in science at all, especially when prominent um, politicians in our country are saying things that aren't based in science at all. And so it's really hard when when science becomes this um, potentially kind of threatening thing for people people. And that's something I'm hoping to, um, I'm, I'm hoping to have converse, more conversations about and try to um, really empower people to trust science and the scientific process and learn more about it. Where would you say you get your topics? Are they, are they primarily from your interactions in the clinic? Yeah, I think the most, most of my topics I get from, you know, what are, what are the majority of my patients asking me about? Or did I have a really, um, you know, particularly impactful situation with somebody that made me say, hey, I really need to do a video on, um, you know, why, why I, I still believe the COVID-19 vaccine is going to be um, really important, even though it you know, we created it in a much shorter period of time than other vaccines. So, yes, I generate my topics by what I, you know, what I hear people um, talking about, it, the really important questions I think people are asking me. And then also, like, what's in the news? Uh, what's in the news that people want to know more about? I also generate my topics based on um, what people ask me in the comment section uh, of my TikToks themselves. Um, you know, speaking of that, of the many cultural trends this year, some of them arising on, on TikTok, but, um, you know, from misinformation around uh, the pandemic to health inequity and, and vaccine distrust, which ones stand out the most in your mind? Uh, I think that there, you know, during the spring and summer, there was a large amount of conversation related to racism in and structural racism and racism in medicine specifically that needed to be talked about. And this is something that's existed for a very long time. But uh, with the murder of George Floyd and the uprising after that, that took place in my city, in my neighborhood. It's a topic that we need to be talking about more. And I think it was an extremely important topic that was um, being discussed a lot on TikTok specifically. I think a lot of younger uh, folks, uh, teens and young adults want to talk more about racism and how it affects um, so many aspects of people's lives, um, specifically people of color, Black Americans, Indigenous Americans, um, you know, and 
I think that 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 was an extremely important topic specifically related to uh, how that um, how racism is impacting health and healthcare that people receive. And so that I think was one of the most important topics that I discussed this year that I think a lot of other people did as well. And I was um, felt um, very glad and honored to have a platform to um, bring some of that to light for folks who didn't have a, a broader kind of understanding, or I guess uh, didn't really know how much that was happening in medicine to begin with. I think also, of course, the pandemic has been probably my most covered topic this year, which is something very, um, of course, important and impacting our day-to-day -day lives every day. Uh, I wanted to make sure to discuss that. And when people have, you know, new questions, science changes, new research comes out, I want to be addressing all those topics so that people can really understand, hey, here's the research we're doing. Here's the new information. Here's where we got it right. Here's where we got it wrong. And here's what we're learning. Um, and and so people can follow along. You've done a lot on the pandemic and certainly on the vaccine and explaining um, the science behind the vaccine to people. Now that it's going to be rolling out soon, what do you plan to emphasize? My goal is to emphasize what the importance of the vaccine is, why it's important for people to get it, how getting a vaccine helps create herd immunity um, without killing anybody. And that's, I think, one of the big topics people are having a hard time with is, you know, if we let everyone naturally just get, get this illness, um, hundreds of thousands of more people will die because of that. And so the vaccine gives us a way to get everyone immune while avoiding all of those tragic and unnecessary potential deaths. I think that the misinformation surrounding the vaccine as well is a topic that I want to make sure I'm covering. There's a lot of um, incorrect things out there, people saying there's a microchip that's going to be implanted in everyone. And so I, I want to I want to continue addressing all of that as well. You know, you, you said that you do what you do on, on TikTok to stress science-based education. Um, you know, in general, any thoughts on how you plan to kind of evolve the channel uh, moving forward? I just want to continue uh, creating content that I hope people feel like they resonate with. I want to continue teaching people about their health, about their body, about how to learn about the scientific process and and. Um, how to make sure that they're they're following along and agreeing with trusted health officials. Those are my goals moving forward. And um, you know, not to get too personal, but how has this work impacted your life? I think this work has impacted my life um, in in a lot of ways. I think I now have this responsibility to use this platform uh, for certain topics. I think and to address certain things that are potentially, um, you know, frustrating, confusing, um, or people just have a lot more questions about. And so this is an opportunity. I think it's a, a big public opportunity for to promote public health to a large number of people. Um, just to wrap up here, um, you know, you're a family medicine chief resident, you know, which is a very, very much a, a mark of, of distinction. You know, I believe it's after your three-year residency, you're nominated by your peers, right, to become chief resident. And that, is that a one-year term or a two-year term? So I'm actually in my third year and chief resident at the same time. Okay, wow. So we do it all to, all at once in our program. Any plans for uh, for post-residency? Are you going to be moving on to a fellowship or are you going to be jumping right into to practice? Yeah, I'll be jumping into practice, uh, working as a primary care physician and seeing uh, 
uh, pregnant patients and and delivering babies as well. Wonderful, wonderful. That's great to hear. Um, it's so uh, wonderful to have a person who's uh, such a uh, effective, you know, clinician as, as much as an advocate and communicator. I want to congratulate you again on the distinction uh, from from TikTok, and as well as making our uh, health influencer fifty list. I'm glad we were a little bit ahead of the curve there. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks again for taking the time, Dr. Leslie. Everybody out there uh, appreciates hearing from you. Um, that, that'll do it for another episode of the MMNM podcast. Uh, if you enjoyed this podcast as much as I did, please like us. Um, please subscribe to the channel, help others discover the show. Again, that'll do it, everybody. Um, we'll see you next time on the MMNM podcast. Take care.